All right, welcome back to Tasting Wild. I'm here with my uh, good buddy Joel, and today we're doing a little different topic. We're getting off of the idea of going out and cooking your own food uh, in the normal sense, but we're doing it to a different sense of girls that go out and do that, girls that go out and hunt. This idea uh, and this movement that is just exploding right now within our industry of females who don't want to just sit in the car or sit at home, that want to get out and get dirty for their dinner. So we've got three amazing female guests on today. Uh, we've got Jessica, Lauren, and Julie. We're going to let them kind of tell them a little about yourselves. We're going to get into some really good questions that we feel uh, hit the cord within that female audience of the hunting industry. So we'll start with you, Jessica. Tell us a little about yourself and where people can find you. Hey, guys. Um, I'm from Central Texas, and I'm an avid bow hunter. And extremely passionate about the outdoors and um, I'm just excited to be here and represent the females in the industry and uh, you can find me at followherarrow.com um, that's my blog that I started a few months back and also my Instagram and my Facebook are also follow her arrow perfect thank you Jessica and how about you Lauren hi guys uh, my name is Lauren I own a company called real camo girl real like r-e-e-l fishing and hunting. Um, I Business goes, <laughs> we do like fishing and hunting. Um, it is a place for women and girls to really share their outdoor experiences. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I also have a blog and a website and it's realcamogirl.com. It's very easy. Real Camo Girl at all those. Perfect. And we have a super special guest today, uh, Julie McQueen, the one and only. She is here. to So tell us a little about yourself, Julie. Hey, guys. Um, yep, Julie McQueen here. Uh, I co-host Brotherhood Outdoors on the Sportsman Channel, and we've been on the network uh, for 15 seasons. Um, you can find me online. I'm all over social media. Um, Jules McQueen on Instagram, uh, Julie McQueen on Facebook. I think it's Julie McQueen on Twitter, but I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, I always go by Julie or Jules, um, so yeah, pretty easy to find me. Nice. Awesome. Perfect. And we've got Joel. Go ahead and tell us a little about yourself, Joel. Well, I don't want to brag about myself here, but <laughs> I am the Home Cooking Hunter. Uh, you guys can find me at homecookinghunter.com, uh, Home Cooking Hunter on Instagram, and Home Cooking Hunter on Facebook, and Home Cooking Hunter on YouTube. If you want to get a laugh and find some uh, decent recipes, that's a good place to find them. Now, just so you guys know, that's home cooking without a G because he's from Tennessee and they don't know how to spell. So home cooking, Hunter, leave out that G and you'll make sure that you can find him on that. That's, so, that's right. All right. Well, let's get right into this. Uh, and how this is going to work, ladies, is just feel free to jump in when you're excited or passionate about it. If you want to interrupt somebody, interrupt because you're girls and you're always right. So <laughs> that being said, yeah. let's start off with number one. Who got you into hunting or how did you start hunting? I oh, can just... Oh, Lauren, go. Okay, well, I can definitely start. Um, definitely my dad. Um, there's seven kids. I'm the oldest of seven. Um, and we started off fishing and, and what I would call ocean hunting. We have a house in the Keys, and we go down lobster diving and spear fishing. And he really gave us a love for the outdoors. Um, it started out with small game, um, worked our way up into bigger game. Um, but, you know, really taught us to eat what we harvested. And, and he was the one that gave us the love for the outdoors. And I really thank him for that because I'm passing that on to my kids, which is an awesome thing. All right, Jessica, how about you? Uh, my dad as well. I've always been um, a big daddy's girl. I still am daddy's girl at heart. He's he's had me outdoors my whole life, fishing with him and hunting with him. And uh, he's helped me from sighting in my first gun to teaching me all the safety and harvesting my first few animals. And um, I would say he has a huge, huge impact on, on my history of hunting, but... It was about three years ago when my husband got me a bow for my birthday, and that's really when I started to see um, this passion come come alive in me. So I definitely owe it to my dad and my husband, loving this this industry the way that I do. And Julie, I hear that you have a really, really interesting story about why you got into hunting. So I, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm actually self-taught. Um, I didn't have anyone, friend or family, that was uh, into hunting when I grew up, and Something inside of me just kind of told me that that's what I needed to be doing. So back then, I don't want to age myself, but back then, you couldn't just go out uh, Google. 2011, 2011. <laughs> you couldn't just, like, Google it and find YouTube videos back then. So I was going to the bookstore and reading hunting magazines and hunting books and trying to absorb this information. And um, I actually went 
by myself on my first hunt. Um, I harvested my first animal sitting by myself. Um, I tried wow. to I tried to clean it, but obviously didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I made a mess of that. Um, so yeah, I I'm always an advocate. I use my my platform to try to get young people involved in the outdoors and to get them some type of a mentor or a role model because I didn't have that. I didn't have someone to to take me by the hand and show me. So anytime I see a kid out there, boy or girl, um, you know, it really, really uh, holds a big place in my heart to make sure that they have a way to get out there and, and have someone show them so that they don't have to try to figure it out on their own. Wow. Right on. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's such yeah, a I, cool story. And I love I love hearing both both sides. Yeah. Because I know that like again, I live in Southern California where the nearest place to hunt is two and a half hours away. And so to take my daughter out and do that is something that I am passionate about. But I also am excited because there's kids that I talk to who ask me to take them out because their parents aren't involved with it at all. Right. So to see someone like Julie who just says, you know what, I'm gonna go get a book and learn how to do it. I mean, even being taught how to field dress an animal and popping that stomach for the first time and being mm-hmm. disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine not knowing and not being shown and popping that stomach you, and being disgusted. Yeah, you and wanting to go back and do it again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was one of those, like, you're either going to fall in love with this game or you're going to hate it. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately I had a, a strong stomach and I got through it. And, and now, you know, after that many years of, um, you know, I've, I've learned a lot. Um, over the years, obviously, but but I always think back to those early days, and and I wish I had had someone to take me, you know. So I love hearing the stories about you girls going out with your dads, and and that really, you know, setting the platform for what you were going to do later. That's that's so cool. Yeah, it totally encourages me to continue to take my daughter out, yeah. and like push the naysayers to the side because it's like you know, girls can do it too. So this is right. this is fascinating to me a little bit. Like Julie, if you okay, just just really quick, I want to like, kind of expand on what you were saying. Like you know, for me, I I grew up with a group of people that surrounded me in hunting, and there was always somebody there to hold my hand and give me a question and. and I think this is what's kind of why your story is such a great story because there, from what you just said, there really wasn't anybody there to do it. What inherently, what what do you think drove you to say I'm doing this? And like you know, Lauren said, and after you made a mess of the first time, to still want to go back and do it. You right. Think it was, what do you think yeah. that was? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, some I you know it's interesting. I um I think there's something inherent in us in some of us where it's almost passed down genetically from our ancestors <laughs> where we just know we're a hunter sometimes. You know, you just right. feel right about being out there. I mean, I've had my my good years, my bad years. Some years I haven't harvested anything and you know, my freezers don't get filled up. But something from the very beginning always told me that this is what I needed to be doing. Um you know, and it's um, it's definitely escalated since those early days. I do a lot more yeah. now. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I think something inherent. I think I think something inside of us um, passed down from generations. You know, from years and years ago. That's just the way it was. I think I don't know. I couldn't even explain it. How I knew I wanted to to go borrow a rifle and ask someone if I can sit on their property. You know, I mean, I don't know. It, I it sounded like a good idea at the time. <laughs> Julie, who did, you, who did you share your that experience with? Like, who was the first person that you got to tell and, like, be excited? Like, who was your first connection in the in the industry that right. to be able to share that story with? That's really empowering. Um, Like, the first person in the industry that I shared the story with? Or? Yeah, anybody that you felt would, like, listen and connect to you and, like, appreciate yeah. it yeah it was it's interesting um back then this is going back to like the year 2000 ish like 2000 2001 um i started pro staffing back then and other than brenda valentine i was the only girl um doing any pro staffing for anybody and the way they found out about me was somebody was passing my picture around with this big deer that i killed and back then um what happened was a company would contact you and say hey do you want to work for us as a promotional staff and let us use your photos in exchange for money and then do a parent? So I was doing that. Um, So those people, you know, I was contacting them and going, Hey, 
I had a good season, and then they would pay me to use my photos, you know, for their ads and stuff. So the, the industry was so different back then. It's, like, completely not like that now. But, yeah, I, I had the opportunity to share that story with some people in the industry back then. That's Julie, awesome. what did your – what does your family think? I mean, not to get too off topic, but I, I mean, my family thinks it's awesome now when they're like, yeah, go, go. But I mean, what did your family think at that point when they're like, okay, well, nobody else in the family does this. So what, what did they have to say? Oh, they've learned not to even question me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had some odd careers over the years. Um, they, my parents were military. They met in the army. So they're very open-minded. I mean, I knew, I knew weapons. I knew how to clean a gun before I ever shot one. They didn't really question it. They thought it was just kind of a phase or a fad, you know, type of thing, but they're happy about it now. They, they love it. Well, then let's continue. I know Joel's got the next question, which is continues right into what we're all talking about. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, what, kind of what we're doing here rolls right into this, like, for, for you guys. I mean, let's start with Lauren over here. Like, why do you hunt, and what do you, what made you want to pursue uh, a career in the hunting world? Well, I'm still trying to pursue that career. My business is, is fairly new, so this is just an up-and-coming um, business and real camo girl. But I noticed that for women and for girls, it's especially hard to find a safe place for us to share our outdoor adventures. I mean, we know that as women, we often get attacked more so than perhaps a guy that goes out and especially online that goes out and harvests a deer. I mean, we've seen it all over the place. Um, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but the reason of why I hunt, I mean, I've always been exposed to hunting. My family, we were raised around it. But having, a, having small kids, I have three small children, it took me out of that. It took me out of hunting for a while. And when they started to grow up and I started to see, you know, I started to question where their food was coming from, what was in their food, the antibiotics, the hormones, the, the bad way that these animals were living, I really kind of went back to, you know what, I want to know where exactly this, this food is coming from. And I want to know that I'm giving my kids clean, healthy, antibiotic-free, hormone-free animals that lived a good clean life and that yeah. really drove me back into hunting which is is really kind of what put me back and, and again rediscovered my love for the outdoors in doing that and now it's just such a such a peaceful place to be and and just to escape and and to enjoy that you know what is god what god's given us so that's that's the why is, is really my my kids that's awesome man julie how about you um why do i hunt we hunt for food um Daniel and I have a, a lot of freezers because we do hunt year round. Um, and even, I mean, I, I know some people probably haven't seen the show that we host, but on Brotherhood, we actually take people on a hunt. So it's not always us pulling the trigger. We take deserving people on their hunt of a lifetime. And, yep. and there's a lot of situations where those people can't either can't afford to have that animal processed or they maybe just don't want the meat. Um, we, we spend a lot of money processing animals and putting them in our freezer, even if we didn't pull the trigger. So I still consider that hunting if I'm behind the camera or if I'm just producing that show. Um, we have an open door policy. So friends and family can come over and take any meat at any time from any On my freezer. way. <laughs> <laughs> right? So what's that address? <laughs> Pretty sweet deal, right? <laughs> I've got a closed door policy. Don't come in my house. <laughs> well, we've learned we we have so much meat we can't hardly go through all. Eat it of all. Just, right. We don't have kids, you know. We have two dogs, and that's it. So, you know, we don't use ourselves that much meat every year, but we do right. have people around us who appreciate it. Um, they don't. A lot of the people who want the meat, they don't hunt. They either don't have the opportunity or the time. So. We know people who want the meat. We freeze it. We keep it at our house, and they come over and take it when they need it. Um, so that's a big part of the reason is that community effort that goes into it. Um, I don't want to call it like a food bank, but, I mean, if we hear of someone who needs food, there's always enough to go around at our house. That's huge. Right on, man. I think that's great. I mean, I, I experienced that a lot myself here where, where I live. I have a lot of uh, people in my friend base that don't hunt you know they don't really have a desire to hunt but through um you know some my cooking and 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 actually trying the stuff and and knowing how, how much healthier it is for mm -hmm. you i've turned a lot of people onto that and i think that's great what you do just say hey man you want to come here and get your big old elk steak it's in the freezer 
Get what you right. want. I, th- I think that's great. Yeah. What about you, Jessica? How about you, Jessica? Hey, same time. Um, <laughs> so I, I do hunt for food. Um, we do hunt to fill our freezer. Um, and I and we do hunt to control the population on several of the places here in Texas that we hunt. Um, but, you know, kind of like what Julie is saying, I know that I would have access to me even if I didn't personally hunt. So I can't say that that's just my sole reason for being out in the field. Um, for me, it's it's kind of a little bit deeper than that because I'm I'm naturally a, a really high strung person, and my mind is just constantly going 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 all the time. Um, I'm always carrying some kind of stress with me, and so when I get out there in the middle of nowhere, it's like this, honestly, like the only place where I can just relax and disconnect and be in nature and feel like my mind isn't just going crazy. And, um, you know, some people would have asked me, well, then why don't you, why don't you just go hike or why don't you camp? And, and I can appreciate that hundred percent, but, you know, with hunting comes the challenges of, um, just the physical, the mental, the, the emotional challenge of yeah. being able to harvest your own animal. And so I would say to kind of wrap all that up together, I would say that I hunt for personal growth because I know that when I'm in the field and I'm challenging myself day in and day out and I'm failing, but I'm learning but I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not stressed out about what's, what I have to do tomorrow or what happened yesterday. It's like, you're, you're better than you were yesterday. And, and so hunting, hunting does that for me. So that's, that's my number one reason for sure. Um, awesome. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Well, I'll, I'll put, for the second part of the question for Jessica and Julie, you know, what may, starting with Jessica, what, what made you guys want to, uh, Say, hey, I, I want to pursue a career in this industry. Um, so, man, I, w- I would say back in when, when I was in college, um, I would say in the fall of 2011, I lived I lived in Europe for about three and a half, three and a half months. And I experienced what it was like to wake up every day and just get to go wherever I wanted and just travel the world and see something new every day and just, again, like building on that, that personal growth every single day. Awesome. And, um, you know, you kind of fantasize about having a career that allows you to do that. And, and, uh, I hadn't yet been introduced to bow hunting. Like I said, I just, I just started about three years ago and, um, just developing this love for bow hunting and then, and then the idea of being able to combine, it's like, I always thought that a career being able to travel was unreachable until I, I realized this, this passion for bow hunting and this passion for traveling and then wanting to combine those, like that's not that unrealistic. Um, it's, it's a big dream, but that's when I realized, okay, I want to, I want to do this. I want to be in this industry. I want to be on the road and, and see new things every day and, and experience new things every day. And that's really what's driven me to, kind of take this road that's great man what about you julie um i kind of came back to this um industry after i was on hiatus for a while i like i said earlier i was um one of the first um females back back then i mean you got a lot of crazy looks now it's it's not so so weird to see a girl doing this but um right you know, in the beginning, I did it because it was available. I mean, people were clamoring to to get me to, you know, to participate in their their companies or their events or their, you know, appearance type stuff. And then I I took a break and I moved around and I had some other careers and um, and I came back to it. I came full circle and said, you know, I've I've done the other stuff. Um, Got to go back to my roots a little bit. And fortunately, it worked out where. Um, my husband and I make a really good team. Um, we, we co-own the production company in, in Nashville and, and it worked out timing wise where we were ready to take on the new TV show. We had a show before this one also. And, um, so I wouldn't even say I pursued the career. I just kind of made decisions that led me right back to it, you know? Right on. Well, good deal. That sounds, uh. And Lauren, you hit on that. You hit on yours, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to make sure I didn't leave anybody out. Got it. Oh, I'm All good. Right, cool. So, well, let's keep talking about that because, Jules, you just kind of mentioned that in the beginning, it was harder for the females because there wasn't too many of them around. Mm-hmm. So, talking about our next question, do you think it's still hard being a female in the industry? And do you feel that the hunting world looks different at females 
than males. Yeah. I know this is this is a big one for me personally because again, I look at all the stuff that I try to get my daughters and if it's if I try to find something for her, it's either going to be, you know, fluorescent pink or pink camo. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want camo like daddy. Well, most of the, I had to buy her boy clothes, you know, right. because of that idea. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say it's harder being a female in this industry. I wouldn't say that. I think we have it easier in a lot of ways. <clears throat> um, I know for sure that, that I get more attention than Daniel, even though we're 50, 50, we have the same job. We host the same show own the same company I get more opportunities because I'm a girl. I mean, and to be completely honest, I mean, yeah, it makes it easier. I, there are things. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that you're better looking than he is. <laughs> right? Don't tell him that. Yeah. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> right? Um, but the one thing that is more difficult is the pushback. Females get more um, vegans, anti-hunters pushback than the men do because apparently that group thinks we're more vulnerable, whatever it is. But I know I get 99% more of the negative comments than Daniel does, and he's just dying for someone to, you know, come at him. Um, he sees the stuff they say to me, and he's like, hey, I'm over here. Say something <laughs> to me. Um, but overall, I don't think it's more difficult. Um, I think that being a female in the in this industry in today's world is – becoming fairly common you know it's you look around and i mean i follow a ton of girls on social media who are in this industry i consider them to be in this industry um and and i don't i don't think it's really that difficult anymore no i think i i agree with you julie i mean i think that it's it's you know it's been more sought out now than ever and i think it's in the past geez i'll i'll I want to say in the past five, six years, it's just blown up with yeah. the females in the industry, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of tend to agree. I think society tells us that that it should be harder, but I haven't found that really to be the case. I mean, of course, I worked in professional sports for a long time, and with any industry, you're going to have, you know, some guys, some people that are like, oh, you're a girl, you don't know what you're doing, but... I think for the most part, people are really open to it. And if you can talk the talk and walk the walk, they're really open to it. And I, I really found this hunting community to be very open, to be to really have welcomed women with open arms. I, I really don't see that it, that isn't the case. Right. I agree 100%. I mean, there can, at times I feel like it's somewhat of a double-edged sword because, like, like both of the other girls were saying, um, the exposure really – isn't that difficult when you put it when you put a an animal with let's say a big trophy buck with a man versus right next to him there's a a woman with even just a doe I mean you're going to get more attention just for being able to harvest that animal as a woman and um but with you know when I was talking about the double-edged sword is it's because with that exposure you're I feel like you at times have a lot more opportunity and that opens you up for you have that spotlight on you there's there's more room for for people to notice mistakes and so that yeah, makes me yeah. a little nervous because I'm a perfectionist and so I don't want to be the girl that just okay gets all this exposure and people think that I'm a lot better hunter than I am they ask me a question and I don't know the answer to it so that's that's where I find that you know it can be a little back and forth but overall yeah I would say we have it we have it pretty easy honestly so the hunting so the hunting industry itself which I've noticed as well it is fairly easy to be a female because again everyone like you were saying jessica if you were seeing you know if i'm scrolling through instagram and i see a bunch of fat dudes with bucks i just keep scanning through (laughs) but if i all of a sudden i come to this you know pretty this yeah i come to this pretty girl i'm like oh wow oh that's a good looking buck oh Oh, yeah yeah that's a good looking buck there yeah my wife (laughs) (laughs) but you know yeah nice rack um No, but there's this idea of like, okay, I've seen it a thousand times, the same dude with the same deer, but to see something different with seeing a girl doing it, I think is is highly, is is cool. But I think Julie kind of hit it on too. So let's take that out of the hunting industry. Do you feel it's harder to be a female in the industry in the real world rather than the hunting world? Yeah. I I took my daughter hunting, posted pictures, all this other stuff. From the hunting aspect of the world, I got, yeah, great, super, fantastic, uh, from the non-hunting world, I got, oh. you're a killer, you're, you're evil, you're, the girls are supposed to do this, girls are supposed to be this way, girls aren't supposed to get dirty. Yeah, it's, do you think it's harder in the quote-unquote real world rather than the hunting world? Yeah, and I've, yeah. And I've, I've found too, with, 
with that same the same question right there is that even with some male groups, you know, you find that a lot of these men are looking sometimes to get away from their wives and to and for another man to bring his wife with them to hunting camp. Sometimes they frown on that as well. So combine that in with what Jeremiah just said. Yeah, um, I mean, of course, the people who are against hunting or don't understand hunting, you know, yeah, we get a hard time. And, you know, like uh, like she said before, it's as a woman, you get more eyeballs, more attention. And so that opens you up to more critique. Um, you know, I think a lot of us are kind of almost almost numb to it, used to it. I mean, I get a, a ton of that stuff all yeah. the time. It doesn't even have to be a picture of me with an animal. It can just be a picture of somebody with an animal that I post on my page and I get the threats because of it. Wow. Um, so yeah, I do think that, that because we're females, we open ourselves up to the, the more mainstream outside of the industry critique. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing in some ways. I think, you know, it kind of thickens your skin and opens your eyes to, to let you see who's really out there and what you need to watch out for. Um, it's not it's not all sparkles and rainbows all the time. You know, yeah. there's <laughs> going to be really mean people out there. Um, and then you said something about, you know, some guys want to get away from their wives, but the guy yeah. brings his wife. I think, I, I, think I, I worded it wrong with that. Yeah, you're just a jerk. <laughs> get out of here, girl. <laughs> No, I, I, what I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is that I think some you know old school hunters, some men, it just in the hunting world, not the industry, hunting world are like you know they still have that mindset that she doesn't know what she's doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and I mean there's really no way to to argue that with them. You just have to do your thing and you know outshoot them, outshoot them, which happens I mean, more if, often if than not. Somebody yeah, there's been times when people don't think I know what I'm doing because I'm a girl and I, I show up in camp and they're like, oh, great, a girl, we're going to have to load her gun for her, you know, whatever. Yep. And, I mean, that's okay. I don't I don't really care what they think, to be honest. I mean, if, they, if they're if they going to judge me because of, you know, my gender, that's all right. I mean, we'll share camp anyways, you know. It's- yeah, there's a, there's a cute story. So I took my daughter dove hunting and this other guy took his son – they're the same exact age, and I was getting some flack because she's five years old. She's out there running, grabbing dead birds, ripping off heads, having a good time as a girl. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys we pulled up is like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah about your daughter. And then the first bird dropped, and my daughter runs over to him and goes, hey, my daddy shoots better than you, <laughs> and, like, ran back. And I just remember that thinking, like, yeah, that's my girl. You know, like, if I can sit here and show her that you can do it. And then her, his son was afraid to go over and pick up the bird. So my daughter runs over and just grabs it and like throws it at the dad. Like, so I think it's kind of cool that you're saying the same thing, even as older females that, you know, kind of the same thing, like just put, you know, put your money where your mouth is and do your job. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't convince everybody, you know, you just keep your, your head down and keep your head on straight and keep doing what you do. And then eventually people are going to catch on and go, Oh, you know, you're not just pretending to be out there wearing camo, you know, you really are out there doing something worthwhile so i don't really let it i don't even think about it to be honest awesome right on well let's let's move into the next one what message do you think female hunters in the industry are sending to the young girls right now so like if my daughter was looking up what do you think the message is that is being sent and is it positive or negative i think that really depends where you're looking um i've certainly seen a lot of sites especially on social media that are sending what i think is the wrong message um, it's very scantily clad women that are holding guns or bows and have no idea what they're doing, um, <laughs> uh, which can yep. be very dangerous, which can be very dangerous. Um, but out there, I think there's some very positive role models as well. Um, so it, I think it really depends where you're looking. I'm not really sure what you, what you were looking for in that question, but um, I, I think they can go one way or the no- or one way or another. I think the question's open ended. I think it's it's kind of it's a uh, you know how however the question makes you guys feel about it, um, you know because like you just said, Lauren, I, I too feel I don't have a daughter. I know Jeremiah does, and this is something that he you know I know he worries worries about, and I'm sure other daddies do too, um, with their daughters who are interested in, in hunting, is when they're watching just just as much as when they're watching um, hunting TV, 
as much as they're watching like the real world, you know, okay. is is the stuff they're watching on outdoors and sportsmen and pursuit um, or on Instagram. Um, do you feel like the industry is is sending the message to the right message to women or young ladies that the, the right way to get into the industry or the right right way to get into the hunting world? Like they don't have to be, you know, scantily, you know dolled up whatever they can be you know just who they are and like earlier we said uh still hang with the with the guys so to speak jessica i think that's kind of your double-edged sword that you were talking about earlier yeah (laughs) well okay i'll put it this way jessica you posted a picture a couple days ago right like pretty versus field or something like along that line yeah what i'm kind of getting at is how you pose that that picture i think displays the idea of females in the industry perfectly. Like I can still be pretty and I can still get dirty where there's other people that are like, I always have to go into the field looking my best. I always have to have on every, you know, every ounce of makeup and every this and every that. And like, do you think that the industry itself is telling little girls that they can be both or that they have to be one way or the other? I don't, you know, I don't even think that it's the hunting industry that, that makes little girls I think that's just the world. I think the world has come to that where you feel like you have to just look perfect all the time. And, 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 and again, I think it's where you're looking. Cause I, I see so much support, uh, for kids and, and women and in so many areas. The problem is that the women who are, who, who are truly passionate about it, who truly love the outdoors and live for that are, we're outnumbered. We're outnumbered by the ones that are are dressed with hardly anything on. I yeah. mean, that, that's how I feel. And so it's really just directing the young girl's attention in the right direction because if you just give them an open book, okay, you know, look, let's see what, you know, see what you have to, to look forward to, you, it's going to take a while to find us because there's a lot of people in between that aren't, aren't displaying it the right way, the way it should be. Um, I mean, I believe that 100%. But when you're looking in the right place, the right places, I see nothing but support for women and children in this industry. I mean, I do. I think I think we have a lot of people on our side. Awesome, awesome answer. So, guys, this is one that I know you you all will probably like the answer. Um, do you guys prefer to be to go by? I'm a hunter. Or I'm a huntress, and why? <laughs> Go, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like some people have those words that they just, they just can't stand. And it's like, gamey. It's, I hate the word gamey. Okay, I, there's no <laughs> such word as gamey. I hate it's flavor. It's gamey. It's gamey meat. <laughs> I hate the word panties. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Huntress is similar to me for in that way. I don't know what it is about that word. It's not even the meaning behind it. It drives me crazy. And don't think I don't hashtag it on on social media because it's out there. But I cannot stand to be referred. I'm not offended by it. But I, to answer your question, I prefer to be called a hunter. Okay. I 100. percent Amen. How about you, Julie? That's really funny. Um, <laughs> Panties. <laughs> no, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start hashtagging that on all of your posts now. Yes. <laughs> panties. Yeah. Um, I, I better see panties on everything. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, it's never really bugged me either way. I mean, I consider myself a hunter um, because, uh, to be honest, for example, right now we've been on the road for a month, and I don't get to go home till February. I don't feel like a, a pretty dainty huntress, you know, all the time when I'm out in the field. I feel like a hunter, like a dude. I wear my camo every single day. I don't shower for five or six days. You know, I think I think that we're out here, you know, we're hunting. We're hunters. I'm one of the guys um, in camp. There's, there's never a situation where they really differentiate between me and them. Um, so I consider myself a hunter, but it doesn't bug me if someone needs to put that little huntress, you know, thing on there. I mean, if people want to, some people like that word, 
that's cool. I, I don't really differentiate too much between them, but I feel more like a hunter than a huntress. Awesome. What about you, Lauren? You know, I think it's funny that people get really offended, though. If you if you look at some of the, the feed on social media, you know, hunter versus huntress, I mean, I really don't care either way. Um, and I consider myself a hunter. But if someone says a huntress, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me. But people get really offended by it. Don't call me huntress. I'm a hunter. And I, I find it funny though that like why would it be so offensive to you and and that's what I don't understand is is I don't think that people are trying to offend you and you know the same with pink camo you know okay so you don't like it no big deal so it's not your cup of tea and you don't like the word huntress but people they just go overboard with I don't like it I hate it you're I'm offended by it and I just don't I don't get on board with that well, Lauren, let me ask you this, like uh, to dive just a little deeper into that question. Like <clears throat> when me and Jeremiah were talking about this question, we we brought it up because, you know, we feel like that the world now, they try to segregate everything. Like uh, he, Jeremiah told me this story. Oh, yeah. So yeah, tell me that story. My wife is, yeah, my wife is at work and someone um, asked her a question about was she uh, – now I can't remember because we were talking about it. Mentor. Mentor, Yeah. Well, if she was a female mentor, what do they call female like female mentors? My wife goes, a mentor. She's like, well, no, what's the female version of mentor? And she goes, there's no, there's no, nothing different. A, a mentor is a mentor. It's someone who teaches and grows. She explained to this lady, and this lady was all upset that there wasn't a word to define a woman in that thing. And I think that's where a lot of these times you guys are talking about is people get so offended over a word. Like, it's just a word. It's just a thing that gets thrown out there. If someone wants to be called a huntress, then be called a huntress. Someone wants to be called a hunter, then let them be called a hunter. But it's one of those ideas that I, I it just blows my mind that they're like people that, like you were saying, they get upset over a word. Right. What about the cat? And this is just me being devil's advocate. What about like the, the like you just said, I mean, uh, a mentor is a mentor. And even if you want to go back to like the biblical things, you know, a hunter is a hunter. And so for, for and this is strictly devil's advocate here. You're sure. a jerk. I'm a, I'm a douche. But no, the uh, for <laughs> for the world for to go. You know what? Because I think this is. I think the word to me personally. I feel like the word huntress came from men deciding to go. We got to put these ladies in a different category than us. So we're gonna call them a huntress. And I mean, not that I get all bent out of shape about it. I mean, I don't right. care either way. But it's just like to me, all of you guys. You do the same thing that we do. I mean, and even better. I mean, Lauren, that freaking 170-class buck that you smacked down, I mean, good grief. I don't think I'll ever see a, a, a buck of that caliber in my life. But, it's I mean, you know, what, you know what I'm saying, though? I, mean, I consider you guys to be better hunters than myself. And so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that's just where I'm at. Like, to me – um, to me, I, you guys are hunters, and if, if you all want, if you guys yourselves want to call yourself a huntress, cool. But to me, it's like I don't want to. I'm not ever gonna put somebody like in this industry, like outside of where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like I'm a hunter, you're a hunter, yeah. we're all hunters. Right. I mean, I I can appreciate that. I'd say let's let's get out our phones and quick ask our friend Google what the what the origination or origination of uh, the word huntress is. But it's some dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious, actually. You maybe want to go look that up. Uh, well, I do know that they used to call female uh, lions huntresses because I'll they be did ninety percent like, of the yeah, they, yeah they did like ninety percent of the hunting. So I know that I think maybe that came came from it. Yeah. That, but I know that now they but it's like you you don't go out to be a huntress, you go out to hunt. But again, I think it's a hot topic right now, and I think you all gave phenomenal answers, and I love how you all were like, oh, I don't care, but I want to be called a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that was really cool. Well, it doesn't offend me. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, no, sure. Whatever, Lauren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, rolling into the next question, um, if you could change one thing about the hunting industry as a whole, uh, what would it be? And I'd like to start with Julie, if that's cool. Uh, if I could change one thing about the hunting Male or female, industry. just yeah. the industry as it's... Yeah, okay. anything. I would change the bickering and fighting between hunters. I think that we all need to support each other. I don't care what kind of hunting you do. I don't care if you use dogs. I don't care if you do tree stands or a bow or a rifle. I don't care if you spear the thing. 
if you're a hunter <laughs> and you enjoy the outdoors and you harvest your own meat, I think that we should all just get along and stop critiquing everybody else and stop, you know, letting our, our egos get in the way and think that we're a better hunter than so-and-so and they don't deserve their, you know, attention they're getting. I think that it's kind of like being in high school sometimes, you know, people get yeah. all been out of shape about one thing or another. And, and I, that's the one thing I would change. I would, I would make it a more friendly community in a lot of ways where we all support each other. And, you know, we're all in this for the same, same thing for the most part. So I think we should all be nice and support each other. hundred percent. Julie Kumbaya. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. I just put, I just put Rodney King. Why can't we all <laughs> <laughs> Julie, oh, I agree. Right. With, Julie, I agree with you 100. percent And I'm kind of mad at you because you stole my answer. But I'm so mad at at seeing people. You know, it's bow versus gun, public versus private land, self versus guided hunt. I mean, we are tearing each other apart from the inside out. We've got enough issues. You know, whether it's st- you know the state or the federal government or y- y- the there's just so many antis out there that are trying to stop hunting or you know just restricting everything that we're doing and they don't because they don't understand what we do they don't understand that hunters are the biggest conservationists on on the earth and yeah, 1.6 billion dollars last year right but we're tearing our, ourselves apart from the inside and i think that's a real that's a real travesty and i i would agree with julie's answer 150 percent is that we really need to support one another instead of tearing each other apart right on Right on. Jessica, you got, you got your two cents? I, I do. I always do. Um, <laughs> I, I would agree with both the girls. That's actually my initial thought. Um, you know, I, just, just while we're on the subject, just the other day, I, I had somebody come at me and a, and a hunter come at me and attack me because, you know, there's one p- property that I hunt that's 2,400 acres high fenced. And he just wanted to just rail me on the fact that I hunted a high fence property. No matter if I told him, hey, but I've spot and stalked an elk and I've, you know, I hunt, you know, free range and I've done it successfully. He just was pounding me and I just chose to private message him and just, you know, what are you trying to accomplish tearing a, another hunter down? There's, there's, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. And, and so I, I agree with that. I feel like I experience that all the time, and it's really sad. I wouldn't say more so than, you know, than anti-hunters. I get a lot more flack from them. But um, just the fact that I can say I've even experienced that is really sad. Um, but, you know, my, my second thought to this question would be just to, I've already touched on it a little bit, but just sexualizing this industry really gets under my skin, like in a way that I, I, I've, I've blogged about it. And I've made several posts about it. I'm extremely conservative, and um, I just don't think that there's a need for it. And it and it brings down the feel of what women are really trying to do in this industry. So I'm I'm all about respect for for the industry, for the animals, and but for yourself. And so um, that is one huge thing that I would change in the industry. But right on, I know right it's, it's far fetched, but I do I would change it if I could. You know, teaching girls to hunt is a huge self-esteem builder. And, you know, Jeremiah, I know that we've talked about this with our young daughters. Um, it is mm-hmm. something that, you know, if they have that, that self-esteem that is taught to them by being outdoors, by having something they're proud of that they can do, that they <clears throat> have accomplished, you know, I'm hoping that later on down the road when they're teenagers, they can they can fall back on that as a source of, of real self-esteem and not fall into these traps that I think Jessica, you touched on, you know, it's just all this sexualization of, of little girls everywhere. And, and hopefully I think by teaching my daughters to hunt and teaching them the safe self-sustainability of hunting industry, that that can be something that they build upon. So, yeah, I totally agree. That's great. Yeah, no, I think, and I think you all touched on it, the, the, the idea of respect. I think Joel and I, the reason we have you all on here is because we respect what you do. We respect your guys' position in the industry uh, and respect how you guys present yourselves to my daughters and daughters all over the place, as well as the males in the industry who want to look up to a positive female role model rather than just that, you know, sexually clad thing that Jessica was talking about. I, I respect that. I respect highly what you guys are doing. So I, I have let's to, get, sorry, let me jump in real quick. I don't usually, yeah. I don't usually comment um, publicly about 
like um, sexualization of women in the industry or, hey, she shouldn't be wearing a bikini or put a shirt on while you're shooting your gun. You know, I don't usually <laughs> say, I don't usually comment publicly on those things um, because I feel like, I mean, to each their own. If that's what they feel like they need to do, that's cool. Um, and also, you know, there's sometimes if, if Daniel and I go bow fishing or fishing in the Keys, Heck yeah, I wear a bikini. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna hide it either. I if that's what I'm doing that day and that's how I happen to be dressed or that's what I wanted to wear that day, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, put this smoke and mirrors up and make people believe that I'm fully covered at all times. But I think that there's a time and a place and a right and a wrong way to do it. Um, and a way to put yourself out there and say, it's totally okay if you're wearing a swimsuit while you're fishing. That's a totally right. normal thing to do. Absolutely. In almost every part of the world, that's okay. You know, but there is a time and a place. And and one of my biggest pet peeves is to see some girl post, um, oh, respect yourself. Stop wearing your bikinis and oh. stop showing your boobies. And then three posts later, she's in a bikini with a fish. And I'm like, yeah. you know, don't post. <laughs> The, don't post the cute little saying if you're going to do it yourself. So that's why I don't usually comment on it. Um, I do post uh, pictures of myself in swimsuits. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of that. I mean, that's part of what I do for a living. I, I do fishing shows. So, I mean, I'm going to just put that out there and say it's not always, like, you don't have to be covered head to toe. There's a time and a place, just like anything. No, and I I agree 110 percent on that. I agree. And I don't think that's what we were talking about either. That's, that's certainly see, not. Yeah, yeah, you can see the difference in in a woman that is trying to be seductive and sexual, and it, it's diff. I mean, I have I have a couple pictures of my bikini holding crappie. So I fish in in my bathing suit. Absolutely, time and place is is right. uh, very relevant. Right. So, I just yeah. I just want to put that out there for anybody listening, and they hear us saying, "Oh, stop sexual." Sure, sure. I mean, I'm guilty as charged. I'm absolutely in a bikini as much as I can be. You know. Yeah, I lost a lot of followers last time I posted a yeah. picture of me in bikini. I mean, let's let, let's be honest. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with getting out there and and looking good. Um, but I, but you, I mean, you know what I'm saying. But but no, I think I think to the point is I think to that point of sexualizing the industry. I think it's when you see a commercial of like some. Some girl up in a tree stand drawing her bow back, and like, and her boobs are barely, you know, covered up, or, or using that sexual uh, part of it to sell something. Kind of like think of like Hardee's, for instance, how they use, uh, how they use yeah, sexuality. Hold on, he her. said he said Hardee's. If you're on the West Coast, it's called Carl's Jr. Yeah, that's right. Continue. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's an East Coast thing. So, but yeah, they're they're using sexual stuff to sell a product. Like, Girls being out there in your, in your bikinis and holding up a fish, I mean, that, that's that's the right spot for the right environment. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I like looking at my girl in a bikini all day. <laughs> so, you know, you know what I'm saying? I just I just don't want to see her out in the middle of the field and snowing, sitting on top of an elk in a bikini. Right. It just is out of place. <laughs> that's a little bit odd. In pink camo, Lauren. Pink camo thong. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> All right, so, well, again, so let's just get into this. What are your guys' closing words to the current and future females of the industry? Just kind of sum up what you guys want to tell the future and the current girls in the industry right now. We'll start with you, Jessica. Go for it. I would say just support each other. Um, always encourage each other. We, we, we get enough heat as it is, and um, I just I don't think there's any, any reason to bring each other down. And I think we just need to constantly be supporting each other in, 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 a, in a world that is intimidating, in an industry that's really intimidating, that's, you know, dominated by men. Um, so just stick together and um, be on the same team. Quit tearing each other down. How about you, Lauren? You know, I'd say if you're, if you're new to the hunting industry, ask questions. You know, if you don't know, if, if you know someone who hunts, if you know someone, uh, even on social media, ask them questions. I've, I've been... I haven't found that anyone is really so standoffish that they won't answer a question for you. If you say, "Hey, how do you how do I find out how to hunt on public land?" Typically, they'll answer a question for you. So if you're really looking, I mean, Julie went to the bookstore and found out how to do it. But a lot of people don't have that tenacity to go and and do that all themselves. There's plenty of people out there. Now, social media the way it is now, ask a question. There are people out there that will help. And if you want to get into it, go for it. 
All right, wrap it up with Julie. Um, you know, I always kind of go back to the same piece of piece of advice on this every single time. I always say, work hard and be nice to people. It's really not that difficult. Um, you know, females in the industry, um, for the most part, are really nice. I, my only girlfriends are in this industry, and there's a reason for that. Um, you know, social media is a huge bridge. Um, I know I personally respond to almost every single private message that I get through social media. Every That's single one truth. of them. That's the I truth do. She does. I do. I, I take the time every single day and I respond. And even if it's a question about whatever, reach out and ask people. If, you, if you're if you a fan of someone out there, send them a private message. I mean, if they don't respond, that's, I mean, that's the worst that can happen. Um, but you know, my other my other closing words on this would be, you know, the the only the only reason you should be looking over at your neighbor's plate is to make sure they have enough, not to compare what you have. So don't compare yourself to other girls in the industry or other people in the industry. Um, do your thing, work hard, be nice to people, and you know it's it's really that simple. It's a, a lovely, wonderful industry to be in, and and it shouldn't. Um, it shouldn't be difficult if this is if this is what you do, you know, for a living. Right on, um, guys. I, I got to ask one more question, and um, this is uh, not planned at all. It just you kind know, of popped in my head. But you know, this is this is something that I I really want to get your all's opinion on as people in the industry. You know, it's something I personally, as a guy, you know, I've struggled with this my whole hunting career. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like you, you get up early and you go out and, and you get in your stand and it's just breaking daylight and you're sitting there and all of a sudden you have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> have you all ever experienced this and what did you do? He just went there. Uh, every, every single time I walk into the field, the very first thing I do is drop a deuce. You can talk to my dad. We're out black bear hunting, pitch black. We're sitting in the field. We set the calls and I was like... Turn the call off, quick, 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 because that's the least I want to do is be black bear hunting with my pants down. But <laughs> so I it's time to put my kids to bed. Um, ah, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. Hey, go. I have a book that <laughs> says answer. everybody. Oh no, uh, that was just a joke, seriously. But in all, in all honesty, I, I cannot look at food uh, and go hunting. So I starve for half the day whenever I go out. That's really funny. I get that all the time. I, I get that all the time on my food posts. Why did you post that in the middle of uh, middle of hunting season? <laughs> I'm gonna do a YouTube on it, guys. Y'all, you guys can go for an instructional video on what to do on that. On how to poop. Yep. On how to poop how in to panties. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, again, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's here. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having think, us. Oh, no problem. I think the three of you gave better answers than. Joel and I ever could on the female perspective. Yeah. Uh, so again, I appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in to Tasting Wild. Again, we'll have all the links back to all three of these amazing guests on the blog, as well as uh, on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, as well as Stitcher. Look for it on the Facebook page, Tasting Wild, as well. Again, ladies, if you want to say thank you on the count of three, we'll sign off. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you.